Welcome to Autism Knows No Borders. Discover what's possible when people impacted by autism inspire change and build community. Together with the Global Autism Project, here's your host, Rachel Harmon. Hello, everyone. This week's episode is a recording of one of our Global Autism Community exclusive events. The topic of this roundtable discussion was setting goals. Participating in this event were autism self-advocates Thomas Island, Mary Johnston, Scott Edgar, Andrew Arbo, Jeff Snyder, and David Sharif, as well as community members Sarah Bradford, Karen Shapiro, Ben Sharif, and Kia Burton. In today's conversation, we discuss proud moments from 2021, personal and professional goals for this year, staying motivated, and tips and strategies to meet milestones. In this episode, discover what's possible when a goal is set into action. To learn more about the participants in this discussion, please visit our show notes at autismknowsnoborders.com. Roundtable discussions like the one you'll hear today are open exclusively for members of our online Global Autism community. We select a different theme each month, and our moderators monitor posts daily to ensure that our online space remains safe and respectful. If you'd like to attend and participate in any of our future events, you can sign up today at community.globalautismproject.org. We appreciate your time. If you enjoy this podcast and you'd like to support our mission, please take just a few seconds to share it with one person who you think will find value in it too. You can also follow us on Instagram at Autism Podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Global Autism Project, and join our online community at community.globalautismproject.org. And now I present you the Global Autism Community. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy 2022. And we have some new faces here. So let's go ahead and do some brief introductions. Let's go around and try to limit your intros to about 30 seconds because we have a lot of people here. Mary, would you like to start us off? Sure. I am Mary. Nice to meet everyone who's new. And I run a blog called Autistic Rainbow 15, where I talk about my life as an autistic person on social media. And sometimes I post like fun things and sometimes I post more informative things, but I am also on here. Great. Great to see you again, Mary. And Tom. Hello, everyone. I'm Thomas Island. I'm in Santa Clarita, California, just north of Los Angeles. I was a certified public accountant, but left that behind in order to tell my story as a person with autism. And I'm now a certified human potential coach, a Toastmasters International accredited speaker, and also an Ironman, or at least a half Ironman finisher. I'm going for a full Ironman this summer. And to my knowledge, no one else on the autism spectrum has ever finished one before. So you could be looking at a future Guinness World Record holder. All right. Thanks, Tom. Hey, Ben, are you there? Hi, I'm here. How's it going, everyone? My name is Ben. I am currently in Brooklyn, New York. I am a proud brother of David Sharif, who is an incredible autistic advocate. I am grateful to be here to, to learn from you all. Good to see you again, Ben. Likewise. Okay, and Scott, welcome to the community. My name is Scott, first-timer, and I'm from Orlando, Florida. And Scott and I just recorded his interview this week, so stay tuned for his podcast to be released soon. We're very excited. Okay, and Andrew, welcome to you as well. Um, welcome, just as quick as possible. Um, I am the founder of Driving With Autism brand new organization I started uh, last month, and I'm also the director of community outreach for Playing Across the Spectrum. I hope no one minds the background. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm from the video game, so hopefully won't, this won't get copyrighted because of it, but I have this for all my presentations, so <laughs> mostly get a lot more curious questions, but went back for me, but I'm gone. <laughs> What's the video game that's from? I uh, near replicant. I'm just going to type it in the chat. I might as well. 
I'm big in my uh, video games. Cool. Jeff? My name is Jeff Snyder. I am a autism neurodiversity self-advocate and public speaker. I'm based in uh, Seaconk, Massachusetts, near Providence, Rhode Island. I'm the founder of Going the Distance, which is a blog and website that is my base for my advocacy and public speaking. All right. Thanks, Jeff. And Kia? Hey, guys. I'm Kia. I currently reside in Texas. I am a um, behavior analyst, and I currently work within training and development, and I'm also one of your moderators. Okay. Hi, Sarah. Welcome. Hi, good to, good to so see you nice again. To see you. Thank you. Good to see you, Jeffrey. Good to see you all. I'm excited to meet you and finally be able to make it. So I'm Sarah Bradford. I am an author, a children's book author, and a host of a podcast called The SJ Childs Show, as that's why I'm SJ Childs today. And I am a mother of three on the spectrum. My husband's on the spectrum. And I'm just a huge advocate. I celebrate all things autism every day, all day, and just try to teach the world to be better. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just so glad to to be a part of and, and to join you guys all. So thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much. David, are you ready? Yeah, I might as well go. I am David Sharif, magna cum laude graduate of Pace University proud moderator with this extraordinary company, motivational speaker, and founder of Venturing Incredible Abilities, David Sharif, which I hope to briefly explain if there is time. And quickly before the next one, hi, mom, glad you're on, and we'll see. So as David said, I am his mom. I am a professionally a film producer, and I'm happy to be here with all of you and to see all of you again. Yes, glad you're here with us, Karen. Thank you, Rachel. Okay, guys. So to kick off 2022, we're doing this special monthly theme about setting goals. and. To start off, I'd like to wrap up 2021. So maybe we could go around and share some proud moments that you guys have, something that you've accomplished personally or professionally. And because we have a large group here today, we might not be able to get to everyone for every segment of today's conversation. So something we do at the Global Autism Project is no stueso. And this stands for no one speaks twice until everyone speaks once. Okay, so this is just to give everyone a chance to share their voice and what's going on for them. Okay, so if you start to speak for a second time before everyone's gone once, then I might stop you and just give you a friendly reminder, okay? Also, let's try to keep our shares to just a few minutes at a time so that we can get the conversation going through each member. Sound good? Yes. Okay. So yeah, our first topic is wrapping up 2021 with proud moments. Who would like to share first? Well, I'm going to keep this short and brief, but I think for 2021, my, my biggest accomplishment was creating going the distance on um, WordPress and as of this recording, I've gained 26 followers and I have done 164 blogs. I do blogs every Monday through Friday, and it's given me the opportunity to kind of give myself a, a base, a hub for my advocacy and public speaking. And, you know, it's, it's gotten very favorable with those that I've, that I've shared it with. So that is, I think, my, my biggest accomplishment for 2021. Yeah, congratulations, Jeff. That's huge. Have you guys checked out his blog that he shares in the community? Yeah, some really great stuff there. Really good resources and information. Thank you. All right, who else would like to share? Tom, were you next? Yes. So in addition to finishing my first half Ironman last year, I've with COVID, I'd been doing more speaking engagements prior to the pandemic and kind of did some coaching sessions here and there with people. 
interestingly enough, the tables have turned. I'm now coaching more people on a regular basis, more consistently than I am having speeches. And I think that's actually been a real silver lining to the great cloud of leaving the corporate world seven years ago in order to be my own boss and make my own money. And it was, there was a lot of uncertainty, even with this pandemic leading up to this point, but it feels really empowering to finally have a, a loyal client base and that I make progress with them each month and that I have a consistent income stream. So that's something I'm definitely proud of for 2021. Yeah, it sounds really rewarding too when you can help people reach their own goals. Thank you. Okay, someone else? I think I'm just going to go real quick. I think something that I'm the most proud of from 2021 would be my Instagram. So in the middle of the pandemic, I started my Instagram to try to branch out and just kind of be more brave and work on public speaking and confidence. And last year I got up to 300 and I think 72 followers, which is really exciting. And I usually take experience from like real life. So like things that people say to me or things that happen kind of around the media with like what autistic people are talking about, I'll kind of put my perspective on it. But I would say the thing that I'm most proud of would be working on my blog. Nice. And can you share your links? Guys, you can all share your blogs and Instagrams in the chat too, so we can follow each other. Thanks, Mary. Of course. Scott, you want to share next? Uh, yeah, sure. My 2021 experience, happiest moment was participating in a showcase in London, England called Autism's Got Talent. And I was USA's only representative. And so far, I've been the only male from USA to ever go over and participate. And now, Scott, you got to give a little sample of what your talent was. I know we talked about this in your podcast, but can you give a little teaser? It was voice acting. Yeah. And can you give a little sample? All right. Sorry, no pressure. You don't have to. No, no, no. All right, I guess I'll just do a little Elmo sample. I'm also happy to be here. <laughs> it's so good. It's amazing. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> good yeah. I got to hear more. Congratulations. That's awesome. <laughs> do you have videos on uh, YouTube, Scott? I do. Just type in Scott Edgar Autism. All right. I definitely will. Thank you for sharing that with us. Okay. Who'd like to share next? I guess 21 has been a mix of ups and downs, but the biggest positive and one that I'm continuously working is got a business up and going. I had a major mentor help me out throughout the entire way. And now I got a driving kind of like a prep driving organization, uh, driving with autism up and going. And that'd be starting the first webinar series uh, next week. It was supposed to be this week, two days ago, but corporate and that messed up a lot of plans. And also my laptop had no, no screen. So no one would be able to actually see me during said presentation. So had to delay that for another week, but cool learning experiences. I'm just kind of establishing the systems currently brand new company and everything. I was posting my LinkedIn, so uh, join me there and see me post about driving like 100% of the time now. <laughs> All right. Who else would like to share? So my biggest accomplishment outside of all the autism advocacy podcasts and moderating these roundtables beyond, is beyond exhilarating. My biggest accomplishment is transformation. Losing more than 45 pounds. Yeah, that's great. It is. I will confess that growing up, I was an unhealthy glutton. And then I realized that this won't do any good for me in the future. So I have to change and have done a lot for my own well-being. 
and I have learned how important it is to stay as healthy as possible. And sooner or later, the year I'll be 25. And it's absolutely amazing that I learned this earlier or else in the future, as I get older, it would have been much harder. Nice job, David. Yeah, congratulations. Thanks. One thing to keep in mind, the earlier you start, the easier it is. The longer you wait, the harder it is. And never forget, don't let the grind stop you. Let the process get you there. Yeah, well said. Okay, and Sarah, Karen, Kia, Ben? Sure, I'm happy to give you a little a preview of what happened in 2021. Several things. I started a podcast, which has been absolutely phenomenal. I can't believe I've talked to some of the people that I've been able to communicate with and have on the show. So if you guys haven't seen it, the SJ Child Show, and I've had Jeffrey on, and I have an upcoming date with David soon. So hopefully we'll, we'll get together and, and, you know, anyone else is is always welcome. I think one of my most exciting, I guess, accomplishments is that I teamed up with another friend who is a sibling and she's a a co-guardian for her sister and she does real estate and sensory design And so we went to the children's hospital here in our state in Utah, and I got a meeting with them and we are retraining their emergency staff. And also we've got the go ahead to create a sensory room for their emergency department and a treatment room. So it's incredible. I can't wait to see how it all pans out and then take it to the next place and <laughs> see what we can do. So yeah, I think that that, I mean, there's so many other things, but I think that was very, it's going to be just very um, meaningful to the community. Absolutely. Congratulations, Sarah. Thank you. Those are huge accomplishments. I can go next. I guess one of my biggest accomplishments relates directly to this platform in a sense. In 2020, I made it a goal that I was going to be working with Global Autism Project in some capacity in 2021. And I just, you know, I've I've admired the company for, or the organization rather, for several years. And then in 2020, I was like, you know, next year I'm going to be working with them in some capacity. And then I started working with them in 2021. So for me, it was one of those situations where it was like, yeah, I want to do this, but like, you know, I don't know, maybe it won't happen, but I just kind of stuck with it. You know, I was in constant communication with our founder, Molly. And since I've been working alongside the team, I absolutely love it. So I'm able to do that along with my full-time job, which I was saying earlier. So yeah, that was one of my big goals that I'm really glad I got to accomplish and, you know, still accomplishing going into 2022. And we're so lucky to have you, Kia. I'm glad you were persistent. (laughs) Very persistent. Hey, guys, persistence pays off, I'm just saying. (laughs) I don't know if this is my most accomplished, but what came to my mind when you first said it was that, you know, with COVID, I went a long time without seeing Ben or David in person and my mom and everyone who lives in New York, because I live in Los Angeles. So last May, one of my happiest moments, I guess I would say, was getting to go back to New York and see everyone and be with everyone. So that's what came to my mind. I don't know if it quite answers the question, but... No, it absolutely does. It's your highlight of 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So it was definitely spend Mother's Day with my mom and and my sons. So the three generations. Oh, that's so nice. And I'm sure came at just the right time. You know, we're all really longing that connection, especially if we're living away from family. Yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, for me, it's it was difficult at first to think about because for me, the past two years have kind of blended together in a lot of ways. 
given the pandemic. But I think one of the things that I'm very proud of from last year was I was granted the opportunity to be part of a planning committee for uh, an organization that I'm involved with called Partners for Progressive Israel. They used to, before the pandemic, have a yearly trip to Israel um, with the idea of educating Americans about the conflict from both sides, the sides of Israelis and Palestinians. And I was able to be part of the planning committee for this past year's virtual symposium. And that was a really exciting and wonderful opportunity to learn more about an issue that is um, important to me. That's incredible. Yeah, congratulations, Ben, on making that happen. Our grandpa is the founder of that company. I mean, it was the founder of that company. Oh, nice. Well, for me, I would say, this may sound kind of cheesy, guys, but I'm really proud of the community. We got it launched and off the ground last April. And I was just kind of reminiscing with the moderator team last week with Jeff talking about that day that we went live in Facebook, trying to invite everyone from our Facebook group over to our Mighty Networks and do that transition. And it was scary at first, you know, thinking who's going to be there, who's going to want to join, what can we offer that's valuable. But we took the risk and we did it. And it was a lot of hard work at first, inviting people, getting it really built from the ground up. And it was a whole team effort. We have some colleagues who do a lot of the visual art and they made the space look really beautiful. So now here we are almost a year later. And this is, I don't know what number roundtable, but I feel like we've built a community here that is really authentic and is safe and respectful. And I hope the new members who are here today can feel that from our little global autism family here. All right. So let's move on. Now that we've kind of wrapped up 2021 with a little bow, put it aside, moving forward, looking at the horizon, right? What's to come in 2022? So what do you guys wish to accomplish this year? What are your priorities? Again, this can be personal. This can be professional. But what are, what are some goals that you have? A goal for me personally is to work on some of my sensory challenges. I noticed that in the middle of the pandemic, I did tend to get more anxious with like staying inside and sometimes things like bother me more. So I do want to work more on like kind of grounding techniques and not getting so easily overwhelmed and like worked up over certain things. Yeah, that's great that you've recognized that about yourself, Mary, and that you're doing what it takes to get the right support that you need. Well, I think for 2022, my biggest thing is to expand, is to get more speaking engagements and uh, interviews for going distance. I'm actually, in addition to the Global Autism Project, I'm also a core team leader with the Autism Tree Project Foundation in San Diego. And then this past summer, I actually joined the uh, junior board for the um, Unicorn Children's Foundation in Florida. So I'm going to try to build my reputation with those organizations in addition to doing global my work as a moderator for the um, Autism Knows No Borders platform. 2021 was a big year. I mean, you know, I created Going the Distance and it's, you know, it's growing more. It grew a lot in 2021, but this is a big challenge for going the distance this year because this is the first full year of its existence. So now it's a matter of taking what I learned from 2021 and carrying it on into 2022. And, you know, who, who knows, you know, who knows what doors will open for, open for me as going distance grows and grows. Yeah. And you are on the right path, Jeff, because you are consistent with your blogs. You're re releasing them regularly. You're constantly putting out that content. Yeah. So keep at it. Thank you. My parents are actually uh, moving to another state this summer, and I plan on staying here in California. So basically, uh, 
my parents are going to go up to Washington State to be closer to their granddaughters. That's my sister's daughters. And for all my 38 years, I've been either under my parents' roof or in close proximity to them. So I think by them moving away and me staying behind, and I live in a condo that they own, so I'll have a connection to them in that sense. But I want to see what other opportunities I can have here in California and maybe go places or be somewhere to where I, I don't always have to like go to their house for dinner on Sunday. Like Even to this day, I go to their house every Sunday night for dinner, but I won't have to do that once they've moved away. So maybe I'll go on a hike somewhere. Maybe I'll explore a city or a place I've never been before if I don't have to be somewhere on Sunday night. So that'll allow me some new opportunities for growth and exploration when my parents are moving up north. Yeah, that's a big transition. Yep. But you're seeing it as an opportunity to try new things. I am. Yeah, great. Good luck, Tom. Thank you. Scott, how about you? Just find a place where I'm accepted and I can be happy. What do you mean by a place? Are you talking about moving to a new location or are you talking about a place in your community where you want to feel accepted? Either or. Okay. Do you have any ideas? (sighs) Not really. I've talked to some family members. There's some things that's just been going around this week. It just feels like I'm just, you know, losing some friends. They're just not really, you know, understanding or accepting thing about autism just because some people who haven't been around our friends just are kind of you know more dictating them towards that way and I just really don't live in a real huge autistic like you know understanding community Hmm. and work's just been hard too have you looked for any support groups in your area I've tried some, but either they meet through Zoom and I just feel like I really wasn't connected or when it came to something like social skills at others, their idea was just, you know, Dave and Busters and plus two, they're going to just focus more on their kids instead of just like, you know, me because where I live, everyone comes down here to move to work at Universal or Disney and I'm usually dealing with my autism group who just lives by themselves and stuff like that. So it's just, you know, hard to understand or grasp that concept. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Does anyone here have any contacts in Orlando? I'd love to try to find a group or something. I love, I'm great with finding resources for people. So I'd be so happy to help if I could. Great. Thanks, Sarah. Let's touch base. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know one organization, I I haven't worked with them personally, but the Autism Society of Greater Orlando. That's what I was talking about. I feel like when it comes to like social skills, their idea is just run around at Dave and Buster's and, and of course, you know, just more focused on their own kids. And I just feel like I just don't have an advocate, my therapist is out of the internship program and transitioning to, you know, being licensed. So it's kind of hard to know when I'm going to see her again. Yeah. I mean, the only one I really know of that is in the area, his name is Tony Pumarejo. He's a bilingual speaker for the autism community down in, down in Orlando. So he's really the only one out there. And also there's, um, there's also a Florida card as well. Tried that one and I just felt more like a fish out of water there. <laughs> yeah, because um because um Scott, I can understand how you're feeling because even though I've you know a ton of connections within the autism neurodiversity communities, you know, I being in person is better than vir- being virtual. So I mean I mean I can understand where you're coming from. So if anyone on here would like to maybe do some like research on any really good organizations in the Orlando area, they can do that. Because a lot of people just forget that I am autistic and it's just, you know, yeah, because a lot of parents and a lot of Special Olympic coaches kind of hate it. Well, we're here for you, Scott. Mm -hmm. 
I think I mentioned to you, we do these meetings once a month. So you'll have a community here for you at least. Okay. And Sarah, you'll get in touch? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Great. Thank you. All right. Who else would like to share their goals for 2022? David, would you like to share? Yeah, I, I might as well go. One of them would be to connect with autism organizations uh, down in Florida. Uh, I kind of did one close connection with the Unicorns Children's Foundation. And to Jeff, after the roundtable, I would greatly appreciate you direct messaging me some organizations that you know, whether you've connected with them or not. And kind of continuing with that, keep writing more JDPs with respectability, with the potential to hopefully get some local speaking engagements with them. Okay. Good luck, David. Mm -hmm. Andrew, would you like to share? I guess um, survive my first series. Um, it's pretty much a test one. Technically, I've kind of done it before. I'm very used to the material, so I'm not worried about um, rehearsing it. I'm just kind of seeing the reactions. Since it's kind of still starting out, the program is still kind of establishing itself. And just kind of doing all the steps, kind of doing whatever podcast as possible, just kind of getting the word out there. And constantly kind of improve the website as it goes. And hopefully corporate can relax. and. I could be in a bunch of resource first. Um, that would be wonderful in Connecticut. Maybe in Mass, in parts of Newark. I can't really tolerate um, city driving. So, <laughs> And then I'm also going to go on a personal level, which is just to watch more uh, classic movies. I've seen far too many. And Poodle TV, that's like a free TV app. You can use surprising amount of movies. And I introduced the two really good ones. I'll go really quick. The Red Shoes and A Star Was Born from uh, the 1937 version. Turns out there's four versions and it gets remaked all the time. So, so just kind of two different goals I have. All right. Interesting. Thanks, Andrew. Mm -hmm. Sarah? Yeah. So my goals for what am I going to be doing? Oh, that's what I was going to talk about. I knew I had thought of something. <laughs> um, I am putting together a summit called the one in 44 tour. And I'm going to be having other podcasts along with my own show doing kind of a, a, a summit for, I'm not sure how many days yet, one or two, but some of the shows like Autism Weekly, Autism Live, Uniquely Human Podcast, and some other really great shows are going to be, you know, there with me. And then I'll have my own guests come. And so, yeah, I think it'll be just a really fantastic way to move into 2022 and educate the new numbers that are coming out. I have some really great projects with some female divergent mind groups. And I'm really, really excited about all of the new research and things that are coming up with them. So lots of new educating. I, it's like my lease in life. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. Thank you. When is the summit? So I'm hoping the, you know, first week of April and this is my first one putting together. So <laughs> it's kind of, it, it's a lot more than I had, um, you know, my mind had this great idea and a lot more steps than I had anticipated to get there for sure. But yeah, I, I will share all the details as they come. Great. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, thank you. And Ben? Yeah, there are a whole ton of goals. Professionally, I'm a filmmaker, a documentary filmmaker developing my first feature, which is about the transition to adulthood for individuals on the autism spectrum, which is a wide-ranging topic I've come to realize. So my goals with regards to that for this year are to really keep the ball rolling and to keep learning as much as I can, meeting and networking with different, particularly autistic people to hear about their experiences. Those have been the most profoundly influential and informational types of communication that I've encountered while I'm embarking on this journey. 
I related to what Mary said earlier about staying grounded as well. I think in terms of my personal goals, I recently attended a workshop hosted by a friend and she put forth a lot of really introspective questions. And a few that I have now posted on a sticky note on my computer say, what does my heart need? What does my mind need? What does my body need to feel healthy and energized? And what does my soul or spirit need to feel connected and alive? And so I really want to be very intentional about asking myself these questions repeatedly throughout the year so I can um, stay grounded and not be so overwhelmed and make sure that I'm living my most fulfilling existence. I like that. Would you mind sharing those questions in the chat? Not at all. Thank you. Yeah, those are wonderful reminders. Yeah. Karen? I'm going to follow Ben because I'm producing the film Ben is directing. I'm going to take it a step further in that uh, one of my goals this year is to complete raising the funds on another documentary I'm working on, on an artist, and start the production of our film Beyond the Cliff Navigating Autistic Adulthood. So I hope Ben will join me with that goal so that we can, before the end of the year, at least start production for that film. I'm going to be inspired by David's accomplishment this year and uh, do some personal introspective and be inspired to lose weight like he did last year. I'll do this year. So I'll take from my sons and go from there and be inspired. That's great. Beautiful. Kia, what are you hoping to accomplish this year? Well, last year was a big year for me for like career goals. And I accomplished both of those. And this year is a bit more personal. I'm going to be a mom this year. So one of the goals I've set for myself is to go with the flow more, which is kind of crazy, right? Because when you set goals, you think about having a plan and I'm very type A, I'm a Capricorn. I really like to plan things out, but my goal is to be okay if plans deviate and kind of go with the flow more as I navigate this new world of being a mom and, you know, balancing personal and career and relationships and friendships. So yeah, that's kind of what I've just been thinking about going into this year. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited. But yeah, I've had to kind of um, just take a step back and know that it's not going to all go as planned, right? (laughs) And you know, it's okay to have plans, but you need to be okay with the deviations and the modifications and things like that. And just enjoying each step of the process, no matter what it looks like. Yeah. Flexibility is key. Yes. Has everyone gone? Yes. Okay, I'll share. So on a professional note, well, I think I can share on behalf of the organization that we are excited to launch our skill core trips again this year. We've been in hiatus for a couple years, so fingers crossed that everything goes smoothly. Our teams are set to go out in February to Saudi Arabia and Kenya. And then we'll see what other sites become available for us to visit as the year progresses. And on a personal note, I think I've noticed that that morning routines are really important for me. I'll say that. And when my mornings don't go well, let's say I sleep in a little bit too long (laughs) and I don't get my yoga in in the morning, or I don't have time to read whatever book that I'm going through at that moment, it kind of throws me off balance for the rest of the day. So I think in an effort to have my morning routines go smoothly, I need to be more disciplined with getting to bed earlier. And this is kind of hard for me because I'm a night owl and I work off of East Coast time in the U.S., Living in Barcelona, we're six hours ahead, so I'm always just a little bit later than everyone else. So I think, um, yeah, getting to bed earlier, getting my morning routines all organized will just 
help me feel more balanced throughout the day. Okay. Now, before we get into our last topic, which will be, what's your plan to accomplish these goals? You know, if we can share any strategies to stay motivated, to stay on track throughout the year, to make sure that our milestones are being met, anything that you can share with the group that has worked for you in the past, or anything that is specific to what your goals are, love to hear them. So let's take a quick break. Let's do two minutes to stretch, do whatever you need, and uh, we'll be back shortly. Okay, so what's your plan to accomplish these goals? Any tips or strategies to stay motivated? Yes, I have a strategy, and I'd like to take you all through a little process or a little sneak peek of my coaching session, if you will, with goal setting and breaking something big into something small. So one goal I have is to make $60,000 a year coaching. And there are 12 months in the year. So that means I have to make $5,000 a month coaching. And there are four weeks in a month, which means I need to be making $1,250 a week, depending on how many hours in a week I would like to work. I worked corporate 40 hours a week. That's no fun. So I'm going to say for simplicity purposes, I want to work 10 hours a week coaching people. So that means, and this is how I arrived at my hourly rate for 2022, I have to be charging 125 an hour to coach people if I want to work 10 hours a week to eventually arrive at 60 grand for the year. So see how I took something big, something you might not think is accomplishable, but by breaking it down to smaller steps and keep in mind that these are flexible. So if I want to work, if I can work maybe 15 hours or 20 hours, I can reduce my rate. And I also have to think about, I don't meet all my clients every week. I meet some clients every other week or once a month. So I have to vary a couple more items. So this is my approach to getting what I want to do and getting what I want and accomplishing my professional financial goal. Yeah, that's great. Taking something big, breaking it down into smaller achievable steps. Great advice. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, Jeff? I think the main goal for what I'm going to do with going the distance in 2022 is to get my story out there. But When it comes to self-promoting, just be advised that not everyone is going to go for what is not going to buy for what you're trying to sell. I mean, I've already gotten some virtual speaking engagements. If you want my website, I have three coming up with the uh, Council for Exceptional Children in their branches in Arizona, North Carolina, and Michigan. And it's also a good idea to not get so hyper-focused and driven into finding whatever organization or event you can find to speak at. You have to really focus on the areas that are within your field. Like for me, I'm not getting rid of, but I'm cutting back on attending Comic-Cons, for example, because of autism and Disney characters. That's my, you know, that's my presentation. Because not everyone who goes to a Comic-Con is going to come to learn about autism and Disney characters. So you really have to find the right audience for that. And this is why I'm going to start using resources like um, Speaker Hub. I'm on Speaker Hub. So if you are interested, feel free to um, look me up. And Tom, I know you're on Speaker Hub as well. And David is on Speaker Hub as well. And then also I use LinkedIn as well. So it's really those kind of websites that you really have to use when it comes to finding speaking engagements. And the other tip is don't expect every single event to get, are going to be events that pay you for your services. You have to be open-minded when it comes to whether you get paid or not. I mean, the important thing is that you have to focus on your audience. Don't focus on how much you want to get paid. Yes, you know, we all like to get paid, but you have to be respectful of the customer. You have to be respectful of the organization. And you just have to go in and think of your audience and not of yourself. Hmm. That's interesting. And I, I think also just to add to that, 
remembering your why, like why you're doing it. What is your passion? What is your purpose? And then if you're clear on your why, the what and the how will line up. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like your vision for whatever it is that you're doing. What's that saying? Be flexible. Someone help me. I think it was rigid with your goal, but flexible with your method. I've heard it, Rachel, but I, I can't I can't put the words together. So that sounds about right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and another thing I always um, say to people is that flexibility is not just a necessity. It's a survival skill. If you're rigid, you're not going to survive. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got it, Jeff. Thanks for sharing that. My pleasure. A way that I'm going to reach my goals in 2022 is I would say when growing my blog further, posting on like a regular schedule and just kind of keeping in mind that not everyone that crosses your page is going to like your content. And it's not about, you know, the likes and the follows. It's about like connecting with other people. And while you can take an account what really kind of grows your page more it's okay to post like fun things here and there like I went to the farm today or things like that and when it comes to sensory issues I actually just got into um, therapy and they have been helping me a lot with um, grounding exercises and they told me this like five method where you count like five things you can smell see hear and things that you could like taste. And if you're not around like anything that you could, you could just like be imaginative with it, like five different foods that you could eat or something like that. And that actually really helped one day when I was at the grocery store. So I'm going to continue working on like things like that. Great, Mary. Sounds like you have a plan. Yeah, Mary, I, I really like that. Um, one thing, if you, if you, are going to do that. And you like, you know, you're in a place where you may not have access to it. I've done this before with, with some individuals. And one thing that worked for them was walking around like a fanny pack. And in that fanny pack, they had those five items. So they always had access to those five things. They were in a park or a zoo or, or a grocery store. And they found that was like super helpful for them. So I'm glad that that was a recommendation. And if you, you know, wanted to have that extra tool, then I've seen it be really helpful for people. I do actually carry a backpack with me when I go out on long adventures. Mm -hmm. So I do really love that tip. And there I keep like some water, a weighted lap pad in case I get overwhelmed. I usually carry like a snack with me, a battery charger for my phone, just little things I might need. I really only carry it if we're out for like a couple hours. Usually I just I don't bring it when I go out for like a quick trip to the grocery store, but I do like that tip. Great. Thanks, guys. I guess I'll go. Okay. I'm going to try to go from a professional standpoint. I just signed to a new acting agency here in Orlando, and they have gotten me a lot more, you know, audition and works than my last one. So just... Keep on auditioning and not have my agent do all the work, but just also try to find something that I can use just to sell myself. Like, for example, a couple of weeks ago, I found out I was published in a British magazine because it would happen in England. And that's just something that I can just, you know, put on my resume and just keep on putting myself out there because I'm currently furloughed at Universal right now and I don't know when I'm going to get back to work. So just keep on auditioning and just find the right doors, I guess. Do you have any tips to stay motivated? Well, just remember how last week I was an extra for a SAG after commercial, just how much, you know, fun I had, even though it was long hours and just you know, keep going because all my life has pretty much been, you know, community and stage theater, and this is a whole new level. So just keep going and 
don't give up and even find stuff that doesn't pay that's you know still looks fun to do apply for that yeah great thanks scott go ahead sarah okay i can go i guess mine are going to be more personal even though i have so much professional stuff going on i'm definitely have been going through a big transition just as far as i guess um I'm feeling very vulnerable. Um, I my husband has been really encouraging me to go get a diagnosis for myself so that I can be more of an advocate. And we've we've been compiling lists and lists and lists and lists. And and at first it's really hard being someone who's moved through the world in the way that I have. And I have very parents that are just very old thinkers and they just don't believe even in my whole family's diagnosis. And so it's really hard for me, but I'm excited about it at the same time. And I really, so yeah, I guess that's a kind of a personal goal for me that is I haven't shared with anyone at, at all. So <laughs> I hope that you all um, don't mind and, and feel honored that I could share it with you. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you for feeling comfortable enough to share it with us. Thank you. I have a question for Sarah. Yeah. So are you trying to get an autism diagnosis? Yeah, I am. I I just can't um, understand how I can connect so much with neurodiversity and not with <laughs> with others sometimes in my life. And so it's finally kind of put that perspective into my own eyes and on myself and in my own relationships to see that okay, so this is what everyone's been in my life, you know, been saying about how they've been feeling like they're on the outside or feeling different. And I always joked around growing up that I was like a unicorn that was always outside all of the groups that just like pranced around and I was super special and all this great stuff, but there was never a reason why. And so I think it's, it never was important that I had that, but now that I see how important it is to my husband who was just diagnosed five years ago, to my daughter who was just diagnosed five weeks ago, and she's 10. And now I'm just like, oh my gosh, all these new ideas and all these new perceptions are just bursting open for me. So I think it would be a wonderful step to be able to take and to just claim my space, if you will, <laughs> of, of where I think that I feel that I belong. Yeah, that's really exciting to go on that journey of self-discovery. Yeah, it's a little terrifying when you you know look at things, but thank you yeah. so much, Mary. I, I appreciate that. And all of you for, yeah, listening was I emotionally babble a little. <laughs> yeah. From talking to a lot of self-advocates who have been diagnosed later in life, they've always explained or expressed this sense of validation, you know, this kind of just acknowledging what maybe they thought was always there. Someone described it as like a roller coaster that first year of just accepting who you are. So we're here for you, Sarah. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I have always been here for, you know, the kind of the one that has everybody has been able to come to. So I've really never needed my own community like, like I feel like I have now. So it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Thank you all so very much. Great. All right. Anyone else want to share strategies to meet your milestones? Go ahead, Karen. So I'm very good at making lists and organizing similar to how figuring how to do it in a similar way to how Tom does it and try to make sure I do everything. But doubt always is there for me when I'm writing or when I'm working, doubt comes in. So I have something I'm going to start saying to myself whenever I see there's doubt. Doubt kills the warrior. And I'm going to continually say that to myself because self-doubt is probably the worst thing we can do to ourselves. 
one of the worst. I don't want to say the worst, one of the worst. And, uh, and it's sometimes hidden underneath so many things that we don't always even see that it's there. And I've come to realize that it's popped up a lot more in the beginning of this year for me. And so I'm going to start, I meditate and I'm going to start my meditations with saying that to myself. And then I like your questions. I'm going to start using those as well to not let doubt get in my way of doing what I want to accomplish. Great. Thanks, Karen. You're welcome. Well, I might as well go. I am exactly connected with Jeff Snyder, my friend, and I am very proud of how our friendship has expanded. But now on to the real thing, uh, speaking engagements, whether it's virtual or in person. Technically, people see me as self-promoting in some ways, which is natural because I'm sharing the work that I'm doing and how I'm connecting with people. Some people like what I'm sharing, some people don't, and I'm not opposed to it and I don't dispute it. But some of my goals are continuing to join more groups through my platform and try and get at least 300 plus likes this year because I think I'm 15 or 18 away. Although I do like the job that I have with the company that I was hired with a month before the pandemic, I would like to start working with companies specifically on autism, specifically in my field, because the company I work with is large and goes beyond a variety of disabilities. And it it depends. There may not be a paid opportunity with this amazing community. And even if there is, I would try and tackle it. But whether it's on education for those on the spectrum, some of it is reading the descriptions carefully and being self-aware of what can be required within that position. But knowing my strengths and weaknesses is important, which is absolutely something I'm very good at because there is no way I would want to work in a field that I know for a fact does not fit my strengths very well. Yeah, that's really important, knowing your strengths and weaknesses so that you can build on your strengths and find your niche. Andrew, did you share? Kind of breaking stuff into steps. So uh, the last person that brought it up, um, massive agreeing. And I guess for me, self-driven, I mean, I'm a founder of a company. I have to make standards. So, and I guess using medias, um, I think Jeff kind of touched upon that, like Disney and Disney characters. And I've seen some of this stuff before. Really reminded me of the Life Animated story, um, book and movie where someone lost uh, speech oh, and age gain. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah, thank you. Sorry for interrupting. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> Fine. And out of all the autism movies I know, um, I really recommend it. It's also a really good book. So check it out, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm using that uh, because for me, for a professional level, I use a lot of Kitchen Nightmares and Bar Rescue as inspirations, kind of what to know and what not to do, especially systems. And because, well, I'm kind of developing that, it will be a little while before I can get myself out there. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in terms of development. But I kind of see what happens where there's no systems in those uh, kitchen and, and bars. Different field, I know, but the lessons are kind of there. Also, despite the reality TV aspect to it. And I've just been really fond of John Taffer's um, perspective, especially in a business level, and also just being accountable for yourself as humanly possible. So I've been just been used to base, basically, I just eat the ever living heck out of those shows. And still watch your infra, sing it like a bazillion times. And I think even the social medias for Kitchen Nightmare is self-aware. They post the same crips over and over again on YouTube. So they know. 
Got it. Okay. Thanks, Andrew. And Kia or Ben, do you have anything to share about strategies to meet goals? I actually put a poll in the community a little bit earlier. I just put, you know, three different answers, like, you know, setting a timeline, sticking to it, minimizing outside distractions, and then a more simple one, which is like belief in myself and just get it done. That's kind of the more one I'm going to just use this year is just like believing that I can um, let things just go with the flow. But definitely last year was with the career goals. I did set a timeline kind of similar also to what both Andrew and Tom was saying as far as, you know, breaking things down, because sometimes when we do have these vast goals. It just looks like, how am I going to accomplish this? So for example, if my goal for, you know, one month was to, to have, you know, two contacts with the founder or, you know, for my my career goal I had, if it was to, you know, meet a certain amount of training plans per quarter versus it just being this ultimate goal. And that really helped me have less anxiety about it. And then seeing the progression with the smaller goals, it's a motivator for you to accomplish that bigger, that bigger goal. So I like the, the breaking down into smaller steps because not only is it a motivator, but it gives you a more realistic picture of how you're looking to meet that ultimate goal. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I would add that I'm going to make a concerted effort to show myself some more compassion and grace this year as I'm on this journey. I think that's so important. It's it's obviously important to hold yourself to a high standard and to have goals, but also to really show yourself that compassion and think of ways to recontextualize productivity, especially when things get overwhelming. But yeah, those are some of my steps. <laughs> Thanks. And I'm glad you said that about showing compassion for yourself. I think when we put a lot of pressure to meet these goals and they're not met, we blame ourselves sometimes and that can be kind of toxic. So just thinking about my example of being more disciplined with my morning routines, if I do end up not getting to do yoga one day, that's okay. I'm not going to beat myself up over it. The next day is another opportunity. Thank you guys for sharing because it's also giving me ideas about how I can break down my goal. So instead of just setting a morning alarm, maybe I can set an alarm to start getting ready to go to bed and then even go backwards. All right, I need to stop working by a certain time, need to have dinner by a certain time and kind of break it down that way. So that I hadn't even thought about until you guys were sharing. So thank you. All right. We are just about out of time. Anything else anyone wants to add about setting goals or anything at all? Uh, I think I heard earlier, uh, remember your why whenever you get distracted or are kind of questioning why you're doing what you're doing. Remember what got you involved with it in the first place, beginning with that end in mind is going to make everything you need fall into place until you get there. Yeah, definitely. Visit your passion stations and refuel. I just want to say, Kia, you're going to make a great mom. And that you. when I look at my sons being born, my career, my goals, my life in the year following, I'd say six to 12 months, my career took a new level because I was grounded in them and I wasn't, the fears sort of took a sidestep. So I wish you well and, and certainly uh, know you'll be a great mom. Thank you, Karen. I really appreciate that. Congrats again on the newborn. This is very exciting and we can't wait to find out when Name <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> My congratulations to you as well, Kia. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see everyone in the community. So thank you so much. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Take thank care. You. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Autism Knows No Borders. 
New beginnings are great opportunities to reflect on what you've accomplished so far and create plans to make sure your priorities align with your values. What are your goals for 2022? And how will you hold yourself accountable? We'd love to hear from you over in our online Global Autism community. Sign up today at community.globalautismproject.org. Let's work together to transform how the world relates to autism. Thanks for listening. Take care. Tune in each week for engaging conversations of how people across the globe are inspiring change and building community. You've been listening to Autism Knows No Borders, brought to you by the Global Autism Project. You can find Rachel's notes for this episode and learn more about today's guests at autismknowsnoborders.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please kindly rate the show and leave a review. By doing so, you'll be helping us increase awareness and acceptance of autism around the world.